Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleayers.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. It's a good show. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It. I'm your host Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where I have comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen and then we read their scripts here in studio. Today we are joined by Brendan Walsh. Brendan, thank you for being here. Hey! And uh, also joined in studio to hang out with us is Dave Ross once again, Dave. Hello. Uh, Brendan, you have never seen The Sting. No. Uh, No, uh, Robert Redford, what was this movie from, like the 60s? Uh, 70s. 70s. I did look yeah. it up to get to look at the poster. Yeah, to get some inspiration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, it's from nineteen. It was Best Picture, nineteen seventy three. Okay, because that's how I came. I just went through all the best pictures, and uh, yeah, it's a little old. I guess it's you know probably nobody. Obviously, nobody in this room has seen it. I saw it. Oh, you saw this? Yeah, thing? yeah. Okay. It's a. I think it's a Robert Redford, Paul Newman movie, right? Yeah, those yeah. guys were like the Matt Damon and Ben Affleck of the late '60s or right. '70s, right? Because they did like Butch Cassidy, Butch Cassidy. And the Sundance Kid, and then they had a few other ones that were less known. But yeah, I've seen this thing. It's great. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, but I, I don't think everyone has. What's your this podcast will have heard, seen it? That's well, we got some like real big movie buff people though, so I mean, oh, I feel some. like they'll be into it. Yeah. What's like your best picture average? Like, how many of these ones that have won best picture you think you've seen in history? Well, you know, back to and how many? Times? I mean, even like <laughs> <laughs> you prepared this, right? Uh, and no, like just I mean, I've do, only do seen you keep the up English with patient. it still at all. Like, is it something where if, if something is wins best picture, it'll throw itself into your That's radar? That's not going to make me want to see something yeah. any more or less than before yeah. it won best picture. Like, I haven't seen what was that uh, Casey Affleck movie? Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, did, did that, that win, best, win best, picture? best picture? Maybe not. No, but I remember thinking it just. I was like, I don't need this. Like nothing about. I didn't see it, but I was just like, I don't need to see this. Yeah, I might. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the poster is like two people who are twenty seven, 
looking at the sea. Just brooding <laughs> at the cold. Like, I just had enough movies where people are brooding where the ocean's cold. I'm sure it's fine. But, yeah. like, you know, the fact that it was, like, nominated for a bunch of stuff, Doesn't I wasn't matter. like, maybe I should see that. Yeah. But I did because the way I came, the way I decided on the sting was last night, I just looked at Wikipedia, all the best picture mm-hmm. winners, and I had seen a pretty good yeah. portion of them. Uh, Man, hearing you say this, I wish you had done Crash. I feel like someone uh, yeah, trying yeah. to write Crash. Aren't there on two this movies show? called Crash? I think there are. Uh, one's Crash Bandicoot. Uh, was I there a Crash Bandicoot no, movie? I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but maybe not. I think it was just a PlayStation game. Starring Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> ben Affleck as Crash and Matt Damon as Bandicoot. Uh, I, yeah, cra- I mean, well, Crash is like. It's like the worst movie of all time. Culture thing, uh, you know, people make fun of it. Yeah. Is that and that's that's like a racial that's about race, right? Yeah, but also it was like the first major like the first mainstream movie, if I'm correct, that uh that like Ever had a bunch of race. different uh storylines that didn't interconnect until the very end. Um, it was like do you do you know what I mean? That style of like movie Robert where Robert Altman like, do that a bunch though. Th- like all then? the storylines wrecked into each other oh, i think okay. was the tagline yeah yeah uh, <laughs> right but i think i think there is another movie that came out called crash where it's like james spader and, i think you're right yeah and they like to fucking cars and crash them into the yeah it is oh, wow. 1996 crash is about a strange the strange lore of the auto collision provoking as it does the human fascination with death and the tendency to eroticize danger most motorists will slow down and stare at the scene of a collision. They may feel their pulses. What is this description? But what? So, so that movie came out. When did that come out? Ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. And then when did the other one come out? Like two thousand five, two thousand four, or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that recent. Oh, for some reason, I that feels older. Yeah, two thousand four. Wow. I guess that's that fourteen does... years ago. Oh, I it's... thought it was older. <laughs> but this is. I mean, I know this is so bizarre, but the the description for the other crash, the one that won Best Picture, says. Uh, Interweave several connected stories about race, class, family, and gender in post-9-11 Los Angeles. Well, that's the best Los Angeles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you remember the the defining moment of the city here. of Los Angeles? Yeah, they blamed... It was way worse in New York, but it was better here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they had more taller buildings here now. Yeah, and more race. Post-9-11 <laughs> sex is the best. Post-9-11, yeah. yeah Pretty much totally. all of mine's been post-9-11. <laughs> Not because of, but... <laughs> Almost all of mine has been post nine eleven sex. Yeah, sure. oh, oh. I had a little bit of pre nine eleven sex. Oh, how was that? Um, uh, I mean, you know, I wasn't thinking about nine eleven, so. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's harder to get hard. That's, that's the only way. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's the only way I can get it. Up. It was way, yeah, it was totally. way softer. What are we? T- <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, I don't uh, know. Well, before we get into your into your <laughs> into your script here, we're gonna tease a game. Called Guess What Movie Trailer Kyle's Dad is Describing, having uh, had only watched yes. the trailer and never having heard of the movie. <laughs> this is the best. So we're just going to give you a few seconds of it, and then we're going to get back to it at the end of the episode. Okay, <laughs> so he's riding on the train. All right, that's all we're going to do for now. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> do you want to give it a guess? What's that, uh, what's that Taken guy... The train movie that the Taken oh, guy Liam did. Oh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. It's not oh, that one. But I know what you're talking about. One, right. We kind of yeah. He, there was kind of a whole time where it was just Taken and but different, like Liam Neeson movies yeah. popping up. It also the train be, one's not that long ago. So many people ride a train in a trailer, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a. 
<laughs> I feel like it establishes that a movie's like hopeful or like someone's someone's they're on their way somewhere. Yeah, right? a journey. I thought of the will. pursuit of happiness. That's what popped into my head. That uh, Will Smith movie about becoming an adult intern. He's on the bus. He's on the bus. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you should I'm feel pretty stupid right pre- now, Dave. <laughs> you thought he was on a train? Well, yeah, I was in pre-9-11 brain, so I wasn't oh, yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was on three different planes? Train uh, to, uh, train he was on a box cutter. Train to Busan? Is that what it's called? That's a good movie. Yeah? Train I've never to Busan, heard of it. I think. It's a horror. It's like a Korean horror movie. Oh, okay. Does it's like it all take place on thing? a train? And I've, yeah. It's like, uh, I guess people just start turning into zombies on the train. It's good, though. Yeah. There's no way to really sell it. Like, <laughs> well, because it's good, number, though. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's done really well. Like, I love horror movies. Yeah. And uh, it's just really good. And I've, like, you know, once you hear the word zombie, I'm like, I forget, it's, there's enough of that already. Yeah. Like, I don't right. know. But this is, uh, it's good. I huh. watched it not that long ago. It's nice when you can. Is it Snowpiercer? It's not Never saw that. Uh, trains it's are good at really good. I didn't think it would be, but it is one of those movies where when you describe it, sort of like describing it's a bunch of zombies on a train. Yes, doesn't make. Do you yeah. know what the movie is? Snowpiercer. No, but that does. That's a polarizing movie because I've heard don't people hate it or yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people hate it. Well, it's literally about like it. the world ends. There's a nuclear apocalypse, and uh, the only thing left is a train that runs on a perpetual motion machine, mm-hmm. and the train just dra- rides around the world through a nuclear winter, and it's all the drama that happens. It's like the class warfare right. that happens each, on the train. Each train car is a different class oh, okay. from like the yeah. caboose being low yeah, yeah. class. And so I heard about it. I was like, this is going to suck, yeah. but it's great. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's uh, let's do this thing. Let's do it. You guys want to do this? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. So let's, uh, we'll go ahead and you can cast it up if you'd like. Um, I think it's really just, uh, <laughs> we got, I mean, somebody could be Paul Newman, somebody could be Robert Redford, uh, and then somebody, be, and it's up to you like, if you want to do the stage directions or not, since they're your words, whatever, uh, however you usually do it, I can do the stage directions, okay. uh, and then do you want to be either of those guys as well? It's, 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 it's up to you. Uh, however you do it. Uh, why don't, why don't you guys, if you want to be Robert Redford and Paul Newman, and then I'll do the stage direction, and then there's like a couple ancillary characters. Okay. Perfect. Towards the end that I can do. Now, I don't know how, how much, uh, ambiance <laughs> you create, but if there, oh, never mind. I was going to say if you have like a little, like uh, ambient sound from like a bar or restaurant, like people talking. It's a crowded bar and restaurant. We right? definitely can find that. And then that that song, um, the entertainer. The entertainer may be playing slow, quietly <laughs> too, underneath the. Uh, yeah, maybe a guy throwing up. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I have an audio recording of us reading your script. I'm going to play really quietly in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could get the audio from the movie and just play that. <laughs> All right, how do we like this first? Yeah, that's great. And then just the the piano playing under. Yeah, there we go. That's great. All right. Crazy. How should we start? Uh, let's do it. <laughs> I like this. Interior saloon afternoon. The saloon is full of people dressed in 1930s garb, smoking, drinking, and dancing. Someone is playing the entertainer on piano. Everyone is laughing and having a good time. Robert Redford enters wearing a floppy newsboy hat and sidles up to Paul Newman, who is sitting at the bar, drinking a whiskey and wearing suspenders. (laughs) I'll take a whiskey. Neat. 
Hello, old friend. <laughs> Enjoying that whiskey? It's sweeter than the autumn moonlight, Bobby. You know me. I love whiskey. The friends share a laugh and cheers their whiskeys <laughs> together, then slug them down. <laughs> look, look, look. I know you like something else besides whiskey, Paul. Paul Newman flashes that million-dollar smile. He knows what Robert Redford wants him to say, but he's being coy. Hmm. What do I love more than whiskey? Doing stings! <laughs> Paul, Newman, <laughs> Paul Newman nods his head as the music swells. He gets up from his bar stool and sings to the tune of the entertainer. P.S. Everyone else in the saloon is dancing around them. <laughs> well, I love to do a sting. It's his favorite thing. Makes me want to get up and sing. Singing about doing stings. <laughs> doing stings is my favorite thing. He's the king of doing stings. Well, well we, we love, love doing stings. stings. It's our favorite things. We're the kings of doing stings. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> End of musical number. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> because I have an idea for a sting that could make us a lot of money. I'm listening. The two men start discussing the plan for the sting. We can't hear them, but Robert Redford is waving his arms excitedly as Paul Newman eagerly nods his head. The camera pulls out, and we fade out and back into... Wait, first of all, sorry to interrupt, but I love the I love the idea that a sting is to make money. I uh, isn't that what the, you know? That's, isn't it something cops do to catch criminals? Well, I you know I go because that's I start as I was, I was like I feel like I feel like it's uh, that's what I was saying. I was like, am I even? Why do I think it's like a heist thing? But then I Google uh, sting, just uh, the definition, and it's it is like what cops do, but it's it's also like a con. Oh, really? Isn't that what the movie's about? No, I think they're cops. Oh, are they? <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to figure that find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll find out. Like, do we find out about the real movie after we read this? Yeah, or? we'll let Dave give us a little insight. I don't okay, remember so it. um, all right, uh, so. <laughs> End of musical. Oh, yeah. So the two men start discussing. Oh, the camera fades out. We fade into a mobster gambling hall. A bunch of guys are sitting at different tables playing various card games. There's a craps game being played. It's like a little illegal casino run by the mob. There's tons of cigar smoke and guys yelling, Blackjack and shit. <laughs> There's a big fat mob guy, Big Louie, sitting at a poker table chomping on a cigar. A squirrely mob guy, Slinky Jim, who's all skinny, walks over and leans in to tell Big Louie something. Hey, boss, there's a guy here who says he's from the mob in Chicago and he wants to play in some illegal card games. <laughs> Chicago, eh? Send him over. I want to ask him some questions. Okay, boss. He has a dame with him, too. He brought a dame? We have plenty of dames upstairs in our prostitution brothel. <laughs> Suit yourself, I guess. Okay, send them over. Slinky Jim exits and comes back with Paul Newman wearing a fake mustache and a pinstripe mobster suit and hat. Arm in arm with Robert Redford, who is dressed like a lady. <laughs> kind of like Mae West or something, with big fake boobs and a big hat with a big long feather in it. It's obvious Big Louie finds him attractive. Uh... Big Louie kissing Robert Redford's hand. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name is Robert... Lady Robert Redford is thrown for a loop. He forgot to make up a fake name. He has to think fast. He scans the room and his eyes land on a lamp. Robert Lampshade. <laughs> he looks around at all the men there. 
Rubberman. Robert Robert Lamp Shademan is my name, and the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Wait, you're a lady. I mean, you're Robert. You got your talk. You should talk like a lady. <laughs> Robert Lampshade is my name, <laughs> and the pleasure is all mine. Big Louie is smitten with Lady Robert Redford. <laughs> Paul Newman taps him on the shoulder. <clears throat> oh, and you must be. Oh no, Paul Newman forgot his fake Chicago gangster name he made up on the way over. He's got to think fast. He looks around and down at his shoes. Shoelace! He, he looks around the room and sees a man exiting the bathroom. It sounds like can... you were calling a dog named Shoelace. Shoelace! He sees a man exiting the bathroom. We can hear the toilet flushing behind him. Toilet man! My name is Shoelace Toilet Toiletman. I'm from the Cincinnati mob. Cincinnati mob? I taught think Slinky Jim said you was from the Chicago mob. Oh, uh, did I say Cincinnati? I, <laughs> I meant Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. He can be such a silly Billy sometimes. We're totally from Chicago. <laughs> what a jokester. They both laugh nervously. <laughs> Big Louie is eyeing them up and down. He's beginning to get suspicious. So you're shoelace toiletman from the Chicago mob. <laughs> I've heard a lot about you. <laughs> Tell me, is it true that you can eat 50 hard-boiled eggs? Oh, yeah. No problem. I'm known for eating 50 hard-boiled eggs, right? Slinky Jim enters with a basket full of hard-boiled eggs and plops it down in front of Paul Newman. Big Louie yells to get everyone's attention. Can I have everyone's attention, please? Shoelace Toilet Man from the Chicago Mob is here. He's going to eat 50 hard-boiled eggs for us. Everyone stops what they're doing and gathers around Paul Newman. Well... Here goes nothing. He peels the first egg and eats it. Everyone in the place counts in unison. One! He peels the second egg and eats it. Two! Fade out and fade back in. Time has passed. Paul Newman slowly eats another hard-boiled egg. Forty-nine! While everyone is distracted by the egg eating, Lady Robert Redford is going around rigging all the gambling games, marking the cards, changing the dice, pickpocketing people. It's a real sting. (laughs) Paul Newman... (laughs) <laughs> Paul Newman chokes down the last egg. Fifty! Everyone goes nuts. Yay! Woo! Cheering wildly. They all go back to their gambling games and resume gambling. <laughs> oh, man, I am full. I'll bet. I don't even think this is the movie you do that in, come to think of it. Well, what's done is done. Shall we? The entertainer starts to play as they walk arm in arm over to a blackjack table and slap down some money. They both yell, Blackjack, simultaneously, because they just won. (laughs) The sting is off to a good start. Paul Newman lights a cigar with a $100 bill as they win another hand. Big Louie watches with a big dumb grin on his fat, stupid face. A little tiny man comes out of Big Louie's teeth, opening one of the eye teeth like a door and closing it behind him. He crawls up Big Louie's mustache into his nostril and up into his brain. We hear an, an ignition starting. Then the beeping sound like a truck backing up as Big Louie backs out of the room. (laughs) I don't know. Wow, that was great. I'm just going to let the entertainers finish out here behind us. Could go on forever. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Dave, you have seen it. I have seen it, but it's been a long time. But wouldn't you say you probably nailed it? 
<laughs> yeah, no. It, well, it's at least 80% there. <laughs> there were some lines ripped straight from the movie, yeah. for sure. The 20% was, I think it's a whole family lives behind his tooth at the end, not just the one man. <laughs> I don't know. What is, that, that was just, yeah, I was just being silly. <laughs> is there a movie where he eats 50 hard-boiled eggs? <laughs> yeah, it's Cool Hand Luke. I Googled oh, okay. that. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, Shoelace Toilet it. Man is, is great. Uh, I think, I haven't, you know. Uh, there was a lot of in those older movies easily confused by disguise disguises working way better than they probably should. Yeah. And I think so. I think you probably nailed it. Like I think Bugs Bunny. Yeah. I don't know if Robert Redford dresses like a lady in the movie. I think that's a pretty fair bet for when it was made. Yeah. Because they're not looking to like hire well, a woman. Well, I bet there's something in that movie. Because I feel like when you watch movies like that, that's where that was like a huge kind of cultural phenomenon at the time. Yeah. That's where gags like, you know, like when they're, they're like, what's your name? And he's like, uh, light right, switch. Like, like tropey uh, stuff was invented by yeah, these. Oh my and God. Like, oh, exactly. that's the first time they did that. Yeah. And then now it's in every It's movie. almost, it's a joke when it exists now. Right. But it was just the thing they came up with. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Man, you're right. They're con men in the movie. They're yeah. con men. Yeah. So, it's, wow. So, you, I, so I not and here's the thing I have seen it. <laughs> Maybe we should, I think we should reread the script now that Dave understands what it's actually yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go back and go through the, the top. entertainer. <laughs> so, they're just two con men out here. There's a whole, for a while, everyone was just kind of some version of a pool hustler. Oh, that's like in, Paul in, in all movie, of right? America. No, just yeah, in all of America. <laughs> that was the American dream was yeah. convincing people you were bad at what you were best pool. at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I'm, oh, this is how you hold the pool cue. <laughs> I could you, never see. Do you throw it underhand or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you got to eat the whole pool cue. <laughs> Fifty I, of them. <laughs> I couldn't imagine anyone ever getting hustled in pool. Anytime I watch a pool hustling thing, I'm like, how did you get? How do you not know you're getting hustled? Are you just that cocky? Well, that's be- it probably happened a lot more before the movie The Hustler came out that's and true. The Color of Money. And uh, I yeah. bet it still works. There's a lot of dumb, yeah. there's a lot of ego, that's you know. True. There's a lot of guys who just think they're great at pool. But imagine watching the movie The Hustler and being like, ah, shit, that's what happened to me. Like, yeah. you just got hustled the week before. Nice I bet like, you go to any pool hall in the country and there's always two dipshits who think they're hustling each other. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? totally. It's just two people who aren't yeah. that good at pool. Yeah. We should or go to pool good. halls and hustle people, or they're but fine. not for yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not good enough to be a pool hustler, but they think they are. I'm a therapy hustler. I just talk your <laughs> ear off about all my problems. <laughs> and then I'm just like, okay, I guess you won. It was the best $10 I ever spent. <laughs> it's like you take forever to do your shot. And it just takes you like two hours. Uh, so it's like... You... <laughs> so what is... Is there anything... Because we'll talk a lot about... These are like good movies and like prestigious movies and things like that that you haven't seen. And we're going to talk a little bit about like Mad Men, which you haven't seen, which is right. like the prestige television. And Mad Men, I think that's something I don't, I don't think I've seen a second. Oh, of I wanted that, to besides bring up the trail or whatever, yeah, yeah we, ads or whatever. We briefly talked about it before the podcast, but you were talking about how you saw an ad for The Martian. Oh yeah, and we're just like, oh, I'm ne- I'm never going to see this. When I yeah, the first time <laughs> I think we might have even been in the theater. Yeah. Me and my girlfriend, and they showed a trailer, and I was like, I'm never going to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'll never see it. I don't know. I just was like, you know, it didn't do, like, it didn't, I wasn't, like, uh, hateful towards it, but it was like, you know what, I'll probably never see that. And was like, I'm just going to make that be my thing. I'm never going <laughs> to see The Martian. Never going to see The Martian. Are you generally not into, like, space 
I'm not a, a science fiction guy at okay. all. I was just talking to somebody about that. Like Star Wars, when I was a little kid, I loved playing with the Star Wars toys. Yeah. But I probably seen, I don't even, I saw like Star Wars and Return of the Jedi maybe once. And I'm sure I thought it was fine when I was a little kid, but was never one of those guys that like, I want to watch that. Like Game of Thrones, I don't, I don't know. I'm a little too grounded and or i don't know like it's just i need to relate to something yeah. on a certain level to be so that's invested why you like in horror it. movies <laughs> well i mean i feel like yeah i do well i mean because that elicits a, a genuine emotion like i sure. feel like horror and now that like all these since jordan made um get out there's a lot of i don't like three comedy people who have horror movie deals now yeah well as genres they're really similar in how the movies move yeah yeah and it's it 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 is kind of the same because comedy is all about like surprise and eliciting like totally and like like, extreme unbelievable heightening and they're they're emotions that you can't control like you can't not laugh at something yeah at a certain point if something if you find something that a certain level of funny you can't not laugh at it yeah and there's also, you know, it's the same thing with being scared. You can't not be scared of something that taps into. Yeah, and lots of times when I I like horror movies, I'm not well-versed in them. And it's kind of a daunting thing to they're 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 sort of on their own island in my brain a little bit. Right. And maybe it's yeah. because they don't get the weight and credit of other genres of movies that they don't all blend together. If you're talking like award stuff and it's things tough. like that. Yeah. Uh, but I will when I get really afraid or something scares me legitimately, then I will start laughing afterwards. Yeah. At any event oh, yeah, that has yeah. happened to me. Like if I'm watching, I remember the first time I saw the movie The Descent. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The cave movie. Right? Yeah. Something scared me so much in The Descent. And it wasn't even like, and then I just couldn't stop like laughing at myself. And yeah. I was like, because I just pull back and I'm like, look at how I just felt from yeah. people on a set. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I, I like that. I like that feeling. Hereditary is good. I just rewatched that and it's, uh, I gotta say, I think I enjoyed it more the second time. Yeah. Do you yeah. think there's something to not having to follow where the story's going that you can enjoy it more? Well, Hereditary, I felt like I'm always, you know, Hereditary, I the first time I saw it, I thought, oh, there's like another thing going on here that mm-hmm. they're going to reveal. And then it, it without spoiling it, I don't know. It was just after kind of knowing what was going to happen, watching it the second time, I was able to pick up on like different. Yeah. There were like little different foreshadowing things. So and you like appreciate the, the writing. It's a good movie. I mean, that's that's a good horror movie. It's a, yeah. Horror's tough, too, because there's a lot of shit out there. I mean, there's a lot of shitty movies in general. Yeah. And horror's tough, too, because even, like, great horror movies in general, like, I think Hereditary and A Quiet Place have, like, good Rotten Tomato scores mm-hmm. and stuff. It's very rare that one is, like... Like, 60% is is, like, equivalent to... 90% for a regular Yeah, because some because people, people are starting from such a place of no. Well, but they're also, I think people are just so fucking stupid that they're like, that was scary. I don't like that. Right. Like, you know, they'll <laughs> yeah. give it a bad review because yeah. it was fucking a good, because it was scary. Yeah, I would know? love that, like, for a comedy. Like, yeah, they I showed the a guy's time, head like, exploded. Yeah. <laughs> Guy got his head chopped off. Fucking uh, zero stars. <laughs> I, it is such a, yeah, I feel, I do feel a little boom of horror happening right now, though. Oh, totally. Or at least I, yeah. If they make their way into me knowing about them, then <laughs> yeah. something is happening with it that seems okay. Well, I mean, okay. Get Out, you know. Yeah, um, Get Out was great. That 
started a thing. Um, and then did you, you know, see it quietly, follows? Yeah, yeah, it follows. Was I mean, so there's good. a lot of uh, le- logic problems in that. Yes, definitely. But the imagery. You know, like that big lanky old guy in the T-shirt, like who's fu- like, it's it it does a great job of like, Ugh, get fucking knock it off, you know. Yeah. But there's shit like when they try to electrocute a ghost, <laughs> you know. <laughs> also, the part where he's just standing on top of the house that just wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like it just breaks all of the logic of the movie. There's up to a that few point. things where you're like, hold on, wait, there, what? Um, but you don't want to, yeah, you can suspend your disbelief enough if it's, you know, creeping you out. Actually, Duncan Trussell told, where, did we go see that together? Either way, he, because do you know It Follows? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I know about it. Um, so it's basically like it starts off, there's, uh, a girl, it's like, it's, it comes from having sex, right? Like you have sex with some, like you're. It's a sexually transmitted curse. Yeah, truly. exactly. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what this it is. This is just kind of following our lines of talking about how sometimes the pitches for a good horror movie don't do it for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, you have sex with somebody and then there's like these evil spirits that are trying to get you mm-hmm. until you have sex with somebody else and pass it off to them. And then Duncan was like, he was like, you should just... Uh, he was like, if, <laughs> he's like, if that happened to me, I just have sex with a fucking Siberian tiger, because <laughs> then, like, then just, I forget his logic. So the curse would like leave then humans. Then it has to follow a tiger, <laughs> and, a tiger and then the tiger's it. gonna like <laughs> just yeah, murder. I, don't know. Uh, well, I could just fuck a bigger ghost. Yeah, that's so yeah, that's funny. If I have sex with the ghost that's following you, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't know if that's the ending, but I also love looking for saying notes. that because it's like, why didn't that occur to them? <laughs> right. Like, why didn't they think of that? Huh? Try to have sex Just with fuck the ghost. a tiger, obviously. <laughs> right? You're, they're not stressed out in this yeah. movie. Or they should be thinking as clearly as I am watching the movie. And also, you know, having sex with a tiger—the easiest thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I guess you could like again yeah. in a At week. Zoo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can do it to a stray dog, maybe, or something. You just grab a dog. And then... <laughs> Wait, what was that sound? <laughs> that was actually more of a still playing from the That's YouTube like, background uh, noise yeah. of a bar. Wow. That was also the moment I found out that Brendan brought his dog. To this. <laughs> yeah, this Hopefully my... his. Hopefully his. <laughs> and not, uh. uh. It's my dog. So you see, like, these, uh, uh, what is, is there any sort of, like, would be known as like trash that you're really into watching or things that you really do keep up with? It could be TV or if No, like- I mean like the garbage TV is like if I'm home, there is a like Maury Povich I'll still yeah. indulge in. Yeah. It gets, but if like if I'm around, because like the way my schedule's been lately, I, I could watch, I could <laughs> work my schedule to where I am. It's capable or it's possible for me to watch Maury like, <laughs> every day. <laughs> this gap could always, like yeah. 11 to noon Actually, or whatever. Actually, this it's on. podcast, I think, fucked it up. This oh, is sorry when about Maury's that. <laughs> on. Uh, but uh, that, it gets to be a little too much. Like too much shit. It's like anything. Like if you eat McDonald's all week. Yeah. You're just gonna fucking feel terrible. Yeah. But like Maury, and um, there's a show that I just lost interest in. There's a new season of it called um, "Are You the One" on MTV. Okay. On MTV. You, yeah. It's it's like they put twenty dipshits in a fucking house. 
Uh, ten guys, ten <laughs> oh, girls. Oh, I've heard of this show. Yeah, it's great. Like if you, you if we, on the MTV app, like if you have Apple TV or whatever, you can watch the previous seasons, and it's like, it's good. I mean, it takes you know, it's the typical. Yeah, what's and the premise? The premise is, and it's all bullshit. Like I had on my <laughs> old podcast, we had the old host on on the show because I'm like, it's fucking rigged. It's yeah. got to be. And so he's like, like, no, you can't because there's these games. Technically, it's, it's a, a game reality show. show. Game show. It's a reality show. They get ten guys, ten girls. They all look the fucking same, except some of them are different races. You yeah. know, <laughs> but like you can't keep any like all the girl, all the white girls. You're like. What's that? All the blondes, you're like, <laughs> oh, which one? Who the fuck is that? And yeah. then all the brunettes, and then it's like, oh, well, that's one of the like half black girls or whatever. <laughs> but they all, they're all like that typical MTV, like, you know, the chow. Everybody's in shape. Yeah, and, like a real world road rules type. Yeah, of all the guys cast. are interchangeable. Yeah. Um, and they're also they were all of them are supposed to be like mathematically it's scientifically, the perfect match yeah. so to someone else in the house. Yeah, they all filled out okay. like these applications or whatever and they're like, "Okay, your perfect match is here." So it's 10 guys, 10 girls, and they have to like go basically they put them all in the house, they give them fucking gallons of tequila, they get wasted every night, fight and fuck. Yeah. And then they have to figure out who's who's perfect match and they do these like And so at know, the end every of every night, episode they're like um, they all like they all pair, pair off. off. Yeah. yeah. So you've seen it. I have been told about it. <laughs> what if okay. Dave was like, I was on it. Now that I, like, we're talking about I it, I was you, on it. This is what happened in the sting. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't. So how do you ever, do you find out which one is supposed to be your match? Well, yeah. So like, so then every night they do a ceremony where everybody, you know, pairs up and they go up and, uh, and it's funny too, cause they have all this like fake technologies. Like they put their hands on these iPads that scan their hands. It's like, okay, you're locked in as a match. <laughs> like, like all this, but like it, uh, really bells and whistles. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, just it, like it, for the show. <laughs> <laughs> There's a place called the... I, what's it called? I, not the isolation chamber. The um, prison. Either way, there's <laughs> this thing. Ask like him. when they, they put these people in this like uh, little room, like they'll every every episode, everybody in the house votes. They're like, I think Vicky and Dave are okay. a perfect match. So then they put them into the chamber or whatever the perfect match cha- i forget what it's fucking called yeah. it's got a good name oh yeah the, P- the pmc and <laughs> so they stand in there and then this like laser like scans them <laughs> it'll say like not a match or a perfect match <laughs> wow um, but it is really just nothing it's just not it's just for the show so but yeah, they then, already know but once but if it's they weird. if the people that they put into the i gotta find out what it's called um the people that they put into that chamber i guess i could um, be looking that up on my yeah google are you the one um, fucking perf. I'm looking up. Are you the one match chamber? Okay, yeah, yeah. That should maybe uh, matching get you. ceremony. Uh, ceremony. Pretty lengthy. So if they're a perfect match, uh, a truth booth. That's what it's called. <laughs> um, <laughs> just thought of it. Uh, so then, if they if they do send people into the truth booth and they. They bec- they are a perfect match. Then those people are like taken out of the game and sent to like yeah. their own hotel room to fuck for the rest of the thing. They still have to come back every night for the. But once the you ceremony. find your match, you get to spend the rest. Of- so and then-, and then every episode, they're like they pair everyone up, and there's always Do they like say okay, go fuck in your <laughs> well. Hotel but it, room. I feel bad for the people like they call who become perfect booth. matches because then it's like they're oh now we can't. Well, it's not so much being off the show, but it's like. They can't just because everybody's just fucking each other the yeah, whole time, and right. they're just wasted and partying. And mm-hmm. it's like you're not in the house anymore. You're in like the honeymoon suite or whatever they call yeah. it. 
So you can't like hang out with anybody. You just hang out with this dumb fucking asshole that you were like, you're not a perfect match. You're all matches Idiots. enough with yeah. each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like everybody, every night they do a ceremony where like the, everybody pairs up and it'll be like, uh, see how many of you are perfect matches. You, we won't tell you, but we'll tell you how many you have right mm-hmm. by shining these lights in the sky. And it'll be like, <laughs> okay, one match, <laughs> two, three matches. And it'll be like, okay, you got three matches out of ten. You guys have some work to do. It's sort and of like a figure Price out. is Right game. Kind of. And, and so, but then here's another thing. If there's a black, because the thing is you win a million dollars, split 20 ways, because that's the other thing. You're always talking about I'm gonna get, we're going to get a million dollars. Like, no, you're going to get like $15,000 after taxes. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get $50,000 and then lose 40% of it mm-hmm. and then lose 30% well, of the rest. Well, it's 20 people. So what is that? 20 people each get 50,000. 50, 50 yeah. and you're going to lose fucking half right, right off the top. And you're going to have costs. Yeah, yeah. you're going to get 15, you're going <laughs> to get like $20,000 yeah. each. You're going to pay for a bad wedding. You're going to get like, well, no, yeah, these people don't stay together, I'm sure. But uh, it's, but one thing is like if there's a blackout, like during the ceremony where they pair everyone up mm-hmm. and you have to, they shine the lights and go, okay, there's, you got four perfect matches in there. So figure out who they are. <clears throat> if there's no perfect matches, then the, it's, then it's cut in half to 50000 or $500,000. You like the, you, you the pot's oh. cut in half. So, um, I was thinking this could use some more stipulations. Yeah, where it's like, if you guys don't, and they're always like, you're not playing the game right. It's like, how do you play? Like, nobody's figuring anything out. They're fucking, you're, they're getting so. wasted every night. Oh, another funny thing, because it's always in a tropical location. Another funny thing is all the white guy, or there's at least like, there's always like two hayseeds, you know, so just like big buff guys from the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> By the fucking second I episode, I thought you were just saying like Hasidic wrong. <laughs> Go play seeds. Well, just like a couple corn-fed fucking shit, yeah, you know, yeah, a couple yeah, guys like some, from Iowa yeah, or whatever. Yeah, for sure. By the second episode, because they'll do like you know the interviews, like yo, oh, I thought Tracy was like you know we was we were vibing by the pool or whatever. The guys are fucking. T- so sunburned. They're like <laughs> fucking bright fucking red yeah. with like scabs on their uh, nose. Because oh, they're like in Tahiti yeah. and just like outside wasted f- yeah. from dusk till dawn <laughs> or dawn till dusk. Um, but here's the thing. Every season, yeah, I know this why might be this the show fifth season. For you. <laughs> I think, I, you know, I don't know. Like there's, it, there just has to be certain... It's good. I mean, it's exciting. I don't know. Maybe I'll catch up on it. Like my girlfriend's been <laughs> you watching yourself it. Back into it. I it, there's just a certain level of people. It's just not that interesting to me. Like there's this yeah. one crazy bitch on there who like the first night she hooked up with a guy and now it's like they're mar- like she's just like why is he looking at that girl? It's like yeah. you met yesterday. And then what if that's what if you're the guy and that's your match? Oh my god, this guy. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I feel bad for who gets matched up. Maybe I'll watch it uh, this season. I just, <laughs> I just, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been like. It's like the cast is just so. Maybe it's because I'm getting older still too, and I'm just like, I can't fucking tell any of these people apart. What's so it I called? Hard knocks. Are you the one? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but here's the thing. The show is. 100% rigged. It's got to be yeah. because every season except for one, I think, they all fig they all win. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like mathematically that seems <laughs> fucking impossible. It's crazy. With these stupid people. Because that, but is the, that is the outcome you would want to happen as a viewer. Well, I feel like they have to do that to make them not 
sue the company or something and sure. just be like, they've rigged the whole thing. Yeah. Because we had the... You'd the, want to know that going into it, too. Like, what? I'm investing all this time of my life and everything. I would at least like to know, for sure, I'm going to leave not with nothing. Well, I think these people are just such jackasses, too, that they... I mean, this is also a career for some people. Like, MT, yeah. being an MTV person is like... That's true. I think on these, like, challenge shows... Yeah. I've always, I think there's yeah. a couple of these shitheads from previous seasons that are now in that. I've always like given wild props to The Miz. He's a professional wrestler, but okay. he started on. He's like real world, like season two. Well, that's like, Theo Vaughn came from that, too. right? Yeah, and, and Christina Pazinski. And the the guy, The Miz, showed up day one, and he was like, "I want to be a professional wrestler someday." He was saying, and oh, so, he's wow. like, "So when I get drunk, my professional wrestling personality will come out, and that's why I'm on the show." And he's like leveraged it and kept doing this, and then he did like MTV at a wrestling reality show, and he did that, oh, and wow. now he's like the WWE champion. Oh, is he? Like he's kind of just become this main. He just oh, kind of always saw what his goal was and leverage this MTV personality career, which does exist. People can just exist on their reality because they like to bring yeah. people back because then right, viewers right, are yeah, like, yeah. oh, I like Matt, Matt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he just kind of was like, eye on the prize the whole time. I like Slinky Jim. Are you guys wrestling? <laughs> are you guys wrestling, guys? I, I, I've never been. Uh, no. I'm in and out of the world. I keep living with people who are really into it. And so it's, I'll just, I like to, I'll pay attention to some of the mm-hmm. bigger pay-per-views through them. Okay. That's kind of where I'm at. Just curious. Brandon, I, that's have something you? I kind of judge people on. Uh, <laughs> people that are like in their 30s and still as much into wrestling as they were when they were 10. No, yeah, I'll watch. Yeah, I'm like, like, are you all right? Something yeah. fucking when, like, uh, <laughs> like, when like, uh, like a big pay-per-view will come on and I'll be like, who's still around? Yeah. And then he'll be like, this guy's into this with this guy. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Goldberg's still here or like something like uh, that. And then I'll be like, well, I'll watch what Goldberg does. Yeah. That's where I'm living. Speaking of reality TV, have you seen – I saw this show. I, I think I was just watching, like, network, like, antenna TV at 2 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. at some point, And the show came on that I would never heard of somehow. The premise is amazing, and it's hosted by Jerry Springer. Have you seen his show Baggage? Oh, I remember that. I mean – that's got to be syndicated. That see, I th- that was like Explain a while it. I've ago. never heard of it. Explain oh, you know the show? No. Yeah, it blew my mind. I think it actually moved to the Game Show Network, and it's still going. Oh, really? But I like, forget how it goes. Yeah. The no, premise is crazy. I like if the Game Show Network is like reviving old game shows, like Netflix and Amazon are doing for old other shows. Yeah. Totally. The game sh- people are like, "Please bring back Baggage," <laughs> and Game Show Network's like, "We're bringing it back." You, <laughs> I, everyone should watch Baggage. It's crazy. It's like I said. It's hosted by Jerry Springer. It's. Uh, literally there is, it's a dating show. There's, um, generally like a woman and then three male contestants fighting to date her. Okay. And then they all have three, I was just reading about it to remind myself. They all have three pieces of literal baggage of like, there, everyone has three suitcases, one small, one medium, one large, and they all contain information on their emotional baggage. And then there are all these games where they have to guess oh whose baggage God. is whose. This sounds and like it, a show <laughs> called Grey Mirror. <laughs> it's like not quite flushed out enough. <laughs> like, what, wouldn't it be wacky? Dude, you should see it. Because it's literally just like, there is a part of it where they say the contestant's baggage, but they don't say who has which one. So and it's so crazy because they so they make this poor girl guess. All right, which one of these guys uh, punched a woman in the face? <laughs> which one robbed his own mother? <laughs> and which one abandoned his kids? It's like it's so funny. And then she has to look at them and be like, "Mom puncher." <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. 
Well, it's nice that it's sometimes you know we get that's that's fun. I also like it's how a, much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just uh, something. Uh, uh, Steve Wilkos. Speaking of Jerry Springer, Steve Wilkos is a. Uh, that's the new. That is like. Below Maury in the trash. Oh, I've never even heard of this guy. Yeah, Wilkos Steve has his Wilkos, own like spin-off show. He from was Springer. he was oh. Jerry Springer's the bouncer bodyguard. Yeah, yeah bo- the spr- yeah, yeah the oh. big security guy, big bald white guy. Okay. And he's I mean, this is he's been. I'm going to say he's had a show for ten. I think years Wilkos at least has been now. on for yeah. a while. Yeah, and really? but his shit is like fucking. It's worth like Maury's still all paternity tests. Steve is like fucking lie detector test, but it's like child abuse and shit. Like where he's like, your daughter says that your fucking living boyfriend like molested her. And then yeah. the guy will fucking, you know, like, I didn't fucking do it. And then they the lie Give detector, him a lie comes detector back. test. What? It's fucking, I mean, it's like, it's, or like, you know, one guy broke his kid's fucking leg Jesus. by like abusing him or something. And it's, that's so intense it's, to be like, and we'll find out if your dad broke your leg after this. Yeah, <laughs> and totally. it's just commercials well, for, it's just like, for who, M&Ms. Like, why would yeah. people... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fucked up. Like, I can't... Uh, just oh, people man. agreeing to go on the show. Yeah, or... I always wonder what, like, the actual guys of everything with this stuff, <laughs> with this stuff is and, like, what... What well, you're it's a free trip to, to New York. I mean, the to... people that they get are fucking pure garbage, like, yeah. from... Just, you and know, then from you, a trailer, you like if you trip. live in a trailer, that's fine. You know, it's not. But like, they're from like, just so out of like a free trip to New York, and like, and you get to be on TV. Dentures, like that's what somebody told me that worked for what? Maury. I think that's like, they oh, they get dentures? teeth, or maybe it was Jerry Springer. Oh, man, I'm missing a Jerry tooth. Springer became totally fake, though. I think. Oh at a yeah, point. it was written. Um, Most of it, I think. Yeah, maybe from the beginning. I never really got into that, but like, I th- I think it was Maury that they were like, oh, they get. Teeth. That's like a big thing. They send them to a place and they get fucking. I'm missing a tooth. That's dentures crazy. or whatever. Yeah. Break my leg. You got it. <laughs> I want to go on Wilco's and get well, this I tooth am your put dad. in. Wilco's is uh, depressing. That's. Uh, well, I want to do. We gotta. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, get into this. <laughs> sorry. sorry. I'll shut up. No, it's you guys, fine. You Mad guys Men do your game? podcast. I'll uh, shut up. <laughs> this is not my podcast. <laughs> Dave's just hanging. I like getting in. I like talking. I am. Uh, we gotta get into this, uh, Mad Men game. Yeah, you want me to get the fuck out of here? So what we're gonna do is, uh, yeah, Dave's gonna leave. Why? Oh, because it's an isolation booth thing. It's, uh, the truth booth, booth. I think is what we're going with. I'm gonna watch that show. Do it, yeah, yeah, get into a season, or whatever, I mean, Because there's something to, and it's what we talk about a lot on the podcast, is like, there's something to spend, like, that's so watchable. Yeah. And you can spend so much time watching something like that, versus like... Am I going to go back and ever watch these old movies that are yeah. like this prestigious thing that hold all this weight? Or do I have time to invest 200 hours in The Wire? But then I'm like, oh, but I have rewatched Survivor. Oh, that's weird. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it is probably pretty weird. Is Dave out of the room? All right. So I'm going to ask you. You've never seen Mad Men. Dave. Did he turn? <laughs> he did. He turned around. <laughs> oh, he can hear you there still. Leave. <laughs> I was testing <laughs> yeah, to see if like, he could. He- I thought he was just going to stay out there. Uh, so you've never seen Mad Men, right? This is one of my favorite shows. Okay, uh, one of the few things I have actually like rewatched a scripted show. Uh, and I think of- I might watch it someday. It's one of the more you know. This is like the you got to watch. This is one of the, mm-hmm. like you got to see it. So you know yeah. what I mean? It's like a big prestigious thing. John Hamm drove me home from La Poubelle one time. Yeah, yeah. 
And you didn't even watch the show because of that? No. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't... <laughs> Uh, and so I'm going to ask you 20 questions about Mad Men, where a lot of them are plot-based. A lot of them, uh, you definitely seeing the show would help you get it. Okay. Uh, our record for having not seen it is seven. Out of 10? Out of 20. Okay. And the the, the floor is two. Okay. A uh, big shout out to Kurt Braunler, who got okay. two out of he's 20 He's doing that on purpose. Kurt wants seven. everyone to think he's a weirdo. <laughs> uh, and so we're going to see if you can get... Uh, more than two and maybe even more than seven, but this okay. is uh, rapid-fire trivia about a movie or a TV show you've never seen or seen it would definitely help you. Okay. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Question one. Who's the creator of Mad Men? I don't know. Matthew Weiner. Question two. Name two actors or actresses on Mad Men. John Hamm and Rich Summers. Yeah. Question three. Name two character names from Mad Men. Don Draper. I'll take a first name. Sally. Yeah, that's his daughter's name. Oh! <laughs> Question four. Name two of the six shows that Internet Movie Database lists as more like this show. Wait, what? Name two shows that IMDb says are, if you like this, there are more like it. If you like Mad, if you Mad, like Men, Mad Men, you'll, you'll like. You'll like. Ugh. Um, and you get two strikes. Okay. Uh, see, oh, how about that Mrs. Maisel show? No. Ugh. Um, e, uh, the wire. Yep. Okay. And um, trying to let's. Uh, how about Handmaid's Tale? Nope. All right, we got we got one. Wasn't that lady uh, in the? That was she was. Uh, question five. What is Don Draper's job? He's an ad executive yep. guy. Question six. What is the name of the agency at the start of Mad Men? Oh, I don't know. Question seven. Within five, how many episodes of Mad Men are there? How many episodes? Okay. I'm going to say... Uh, 60. 92. Ugh. Question eight. How does Pete Campbell's father die? Suicide. Uh, no. Question nine. How does Don Draper's half-brother die? Suicide. Yes. All right. <laughs> Question 10. What musical instrument does Joan Harris know how to play? Joan? Yes. Um, say piano or a horn. Ah, close. It's an accordion. It's kind of a piano and a horn. Uh, That's, you know what? That is kind of like... <laughs> we'll give you half if that ends up being the tiebreaker. Okay. Question 11. In season one, episode four, entitled New Amsterdam, a group of young execs are listening to a comedy album from which comedian? Oh, um, well, can I, I'm going to ask, does the title have anything to do with... Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, could, let's see, Mort Saul or... <laughs> uh, okay. Bob Newhart. Ah, question, I have all of his albums. Question twelve: How does Guy McKendrick's foot get injured? Um, <laughs> it's funny to see you like talking it out. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I don't know why I repeated it. It doesn't help. Uh, his foot. I mean, oh man, I'm gonna say they. Shot in it? I guess it ran over by a lawnmower. Okay, I wasn't even going to. Question 13. What brand of cigarettes does Don Draper smoke? Pall Mall. Lucky Strikes. Question 14. What country's tourism bureau comes to Sterling Cooper 
hoping to make it a bigger tourist destination. What countries? Okay. Russia? Israel. Question 15. What company makes the slide projector that Don presents at the end of season one? Kodak? It is Kodak. Question 16. The creatives at Sterling Cooper come up with the tagline, Mark your man for what kind of product? Hmm. Uh, Mark your man. Like a cologne or... Ah, cologne? Lipstick. Damn it. Question 17. In season five, Harry tries to help out old friend Paul Kinsey, who has become involved with what religious movement? Uh, the... Hmm. Like Hare Krishna? It or... is Hare Krishna's. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Question 18. What is Don Draper's real name? Like the actor? No. Oh. Um... um... Joshua Goldenstein. <laughs> Dick Whitman. Question 19. <laughs> what happens to abruptly end Roger and Don's partying with the Ames twins? What happens to end their partying with the Ames twins? Yes. Um, Don's wife catches them? Uh, Roger has a heart attack. Oh. Last question. What company's ad campaign is the final shot of the series implying that Don came up with it? Which company's ad campaign? Yeah. Oh, boy. It's got to be a big one. I mean, is it going to be Coke or It something? is Coca-Cola. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. I think you did good. I got to count these back. Can you uh, wave Dave back in? I think that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I tied the... You tied the record. How many people have tied the record? Only one. Hmm. Damn. One more, I would have set a record. Lipstick. Oh. Five, six, seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, <laughs> you know what's, uh, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, and you were like, you're rolling off like context clues and time and everything you know about a show without having seen it. Dude, you're mm-hmm. going to beat me for sure. All right. He got seven of the 20 and oh, you've never wow. seen it. Dave, you've seen it. I'll probably There's get some zero. pretty easy ones. Like for seeing it though, like there were a couple of questions where it's like, well, you would know that yeah. if you saw it. Hopefully. Right? Uh, Dave, you ready? <laughs> Rapid fire trivia about a movie or TV show. We're seeing it definitely helps. Sure. All right. Question one. Who's the creator of Mad Men? I don't know. Question two. That's not right. Question two is Matthew Weiner. Question two, name two actors or actresses in Mad Men. Oh, my God. I never know anyone's name. Um, how do I not know her name? I love The Handmaid's Tale. Also, uh, John Hamm. Que- <laughs> John and Hamm. Uh, question three, name two characters on Mad Men. Um... <laughs> Dude, what is, yeah, it's, what is his name? I know his name. <laughs> I like Peggy and Pete. There you uh, go. That works. That yeah. works. Question four, Don Draper. Question Don four, Draper, duh. name two of the six shows that IMDb lists as more shows like Mad Men. More shows like Mad Men. Uh, okay. Two, you get two strikes. I get two strikes. Suits? No. <laughs> I don't know. They're all wearing suits. Please yeah, list yeah. two things IMDb list says. Yeah, more yeah. things on Mad Men. <laughs> more things no, on... No, that would be, that'd be oh, suits and typewriters. Uh, <laughs> right, misogyny. Um, more shows like Mad Men. Um, 
ad is the office in the there? office the sopranos boardwalk empire downton oh, okay. abbey house of cards the wire and this one's weird dexter the wire uh question five what is don draper's job he's an ad exec yep question six what is the name of the agency at the start of mad men oh i don't know question seven within five how many episodes of mad men are there within five uh so it's not like six <laughs> yeah, one uh, within five how many seasons of mad men are there how many uh, seasons well i think there's seven first yeah it's 70 wait oh 80 92 92 okay question eight how does pete campbell's father andrew die Ah oh, man boating accident plane wreck <laughs> wow. question nine how does don draper's half-brother die uh, in, oh, I don't know, in war? He hangs himself. Oh, okay. Question 10, <laughs> what musical instrument does Joan Harris know how to play? Violin? Accordion. Okay. Question 11, <laughs> in season one, episode four, entitled New Amsterdam, a group of young execs are listening to a comedy album from which comedian? Kyle Ayers. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, Red Fox? Bob Newhart. Okay. Question 12, how does Guy McKendrick's foot get injured? Yeah. I don't know. It gets ran over by a lawnmower. Question 13, what brand of cigarettes does Don Draper smoke? Oh, does he smoke Luckies? Yes. Yeah. Question 14, which country's tourism bureau comes to Sterling Cooper hoping to make it a bigger tourist destination? Huh. I want to, yeah. This is in the 50s. I... It would probably be somewhere in Europe, right? Because <laughs> they they wouldn't the country of Europe. I mean, yeah, Europe. Not... <laughs> I'm gonna go with yeah, <laughs> the Pacific Ocean. Uh, Israel. I... Oh, okay. Question fifteen: What company makes the slide projector that Don presents at the end of season one? Kodak. Yep. Question sixteen: The creatives at Sterling Cooper come up with the tagline "Mark your man" for what kind of lipstick? Oh shit! I said the answer. What kind of product? Oh, nice. I'm gonna go with lipstick. Ah, uh, no, it's actually you not. heard I was me trying say to that. You he also <laughs> yelled lipstick. Yeah. Uh, question seventeen: In season five, Harry tries to help out old friend Paul Kinsey, who has become invo- become involved with which religious movement? Um. Oh, like Jehovah's Witness? Hari Krishna. Oh, Question 18, what is Don Draper's real name? I don't know. Question 19, what happens to abruptly end Roger and Don's partying with the Ames twins? (laughs) Uh, They kill someone? No, Roger has a heart attack. (laughs) Last question, what company's ad campaign is the final shot of the series, implying Uh, Don came up with it? Oh, I have no idea. Coca-Cola. All right, let's see how we did. No, I think just to go back to my half point. I was going to bring this back up, actually. Be, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I think I did set a new record. One, two, three, four. Four, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Five I mean, if you count lipstick. I knew I wasn't going to get it. I mean, uh, not only yeah. is Dave bad at watching shows. <laughs> he's like, bad at deductive reasoning. Yeah, uh, deductive yeah. reasoning yeah, and yeah, educated yeah. guesses. We, pull, we pulled seven out of just context. <laughs> Uh, sure, and I, I say mean, seven and a half because he didn't get accordion, but he did say horn and piano. 
A oh, horn wow. or piano. I was thinking piano or Piano horn. and a horn. Because keys, I don't know. I think the keyboard thing, that could be. Yeah. I mean, I did say piano. So we'll say but... seven seven and change. <laughs> yeah, okay. And so I think we got a record. All right, guys, we got to uh, get this in and get out of here. We're going to play a round of Guess What Movie Trailer Kyle's dad is describing having had only watched trailer, never having heard of the movie. Uh, if you think you know, just sort of hold off. It's like uh, maybe 20 okay. or 30 seconds. Okay. So he's riding on the train. He's calm. Now he's walking around the city while the news plays. Lots of shots of him in the city. He and the old man don't know what to do. She's standing there amongst the cows. And they're working on a plan. The music seems too uplifting for all the shots of chaos. He is sure they are almost there. Is this supposed to be happy? Whoa. That was hard. That is hard. So he's reading something he wrote? He, he's watching like, like notes on a movie trailer. He's watching notes? So, no, sorry, he wa- like, he's he, giving notes he's, on a movie trailer while watching it. That he has, yeah. But he's not watching it as he say. He doesn't talk like that. No. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's reading something he wrote down? Yeah. That, okay. Because I feel like the inflection was wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's just sort of rereading. <laughs> I have no Can we clue. hear it again? Yeah, there's sure. a city, there's cows. Okay, so he's riding on the train. He's calm. Now he's walking around the city while the news plays. Lots of shots of him in the city. He and the old man don't know what to do. She's standing there amongst the cows, and they're working on a plan. The music seems too uplifting for all the shots of chaos. He is sure they are almost there. Is it Curly Sue? Is this supposed to be happy? I don't know. It's pretty recent. Oh, it's recent. It sounds like it's sort of like an apocalyptic type movie yeah all the shots of chaos in a city yeah. it is yeah like things crashing into buildings things like that oh Would be like a transformers oh amongst the cow More oh. art see i guess than transformers that's not hard to be would it be uh, i was thinking it sounded sort of like a rival but no because that there's not a lot of chaos clive owen oh is it children of men it's children of men oh wow Oh. Yeah, I never I would have gotten that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for uh, doing the podcast. Brendan, thank you for uh, telling us about the sting. Thanks, and yeah. Coming that was on. Fun. And if you would like to tell people where to follow you or where they can find anything you're working on, tell them that. I'm on Twitter, Brendan, B R E N D O N W A L S H. Great. That's about it. B Hole Walsh on Instagram. That's just pictures of my kid now. Hell yeah, dude. And that's, they already, my, my Instagram is mostly pictures of your kid as well. So I don't know if they need to. Not huh, me. What's that? Hmm? <laughs> not me and Dave thanks for coming back and dude thanks for, thanks for having me always uh, and if you know check out Suicide Buddies also yeah audio. yes that's my podcast great and follow me on Instagram I'm at Behole Walsh <laughs> thanks guys yeah Lordy. I stole it <laughs> just now I hacked you yeah. just now <laughs> it's a good show